is from the fourth chapter of Mark. Hear now the word of the Lord. Jesus also said, the kingdom of God is as if someone would scatter seed on the ground and would sleep and rise night and day and the seed would sprout and grow and he does not know how. The earth produces of itself first the stalk, then the head, then the full grain in the head. But when the grain is ripe, at once he goes in with his sickle, because the harvest has come. He also said, with what can we compare the kingdom of God, or what parable will we use for it? It is like a mustard seed, which, when sown on the ground, is the smallest of all the seeds on earth. Yet, when it is sown, it grows up and becomes the greatest of all shrubs and puts forth large branches so that the birds of the air can make nest in its shade. As we listen to some of those birds singing, May God bless our understanding of this sacred text. Pray with me. Holy God, whose works are greater than our wildest imagination and most sophisticated study, scatter the seed of your word among us today and let each of us welcome the good news you would plant within us. May our lives be the fertile ground in which your love bursts into life to nourish all whom we meet. And now may the words of my mouth and the meditations of all our hearts be acceptable in your sight. Amen. Many of you already know that I love poetry and that some of my favorite people are poets. I love poets because they pay, oopsie, I were right on cue, every week. They're lovely. I love the distractions of being outside. We always say ministry is in the distractions. The Holy Spirit is in the interruptions. I love poets because they pay such deep attention to the world around them. They see past the surface of things. Ordinary people might look at a chestnut and see just that, a chestnut. But a poet has the ability to see a poem in that chestnut, to imagine a whole world within the space of that little nut. The great Chilean poet Pablo Neruda made a practice of writing odes to ordinary things. He composed odes to artichokes, and onions, tomatoes, and books. He even wrote an ode to laziness, which I highly recommend reading on the Sabbath. One lovely ode glorifies the lowly chestnut. It's a good poem to read on Chestnut Avenue. He muses, out of the bristling foliage you fell, complete, polished wood, glistening mahogany, perfect as a violin that has just been born in the treetops 
and falls, offering the gifts locked inside it. Neruda turned a chestnut into a violin and a poem. Instead of tossing the fallen chestnut aside, he paid attention and perceived its value and potential. A chestnut transforms into a poem and a mustard seed is transfigured into a shrub large enough to host a flock of birds. Our scripture today is about the kingdom of God. True to form, Jesus doesn't direct us to look at the big and bombastic. He presses us to perceive the tiny and humble. Seeds are small, but seeds are not insignificant. Within a seed, a whole life is contained. After all, the gift locked inside that chestnut that fell to rest at Pablo Neruda's feet is not merely a lovely ode. It's a new life. That chestnut contains the potential to grow into a mighty chestnut tree. Indeed, a single chestnut might eventually beget generations of trees. The potential of a seed is infinite and sacred. Jesus' capacity to behold that infinite and sacred potential was one of his most remarkable qualities. And his vision wasn't limited to parables. He lived out the metaphor in the way he lived and moved and had his being. I'm thinking especially about his tendency to hang out with the least valued members of society. He broke bread with tax collectors, cozied up to lepers, and gasp, conversed with women. Jesus didn't hang out with those people because he pitied them. He didn't call out their imperfections and scamper back to the safety of respectable society. He spent time with them, delighting in their unique company. Jesus reached out to ordinary broken people because he saw beyond their role as outcasts and outlaws. He recognized their inherent value. He perceived their sacred and infinite potential. Just as Jesus looked at a tiny mustard seed and saw the sparrows that would one day nestle in its shade, Jesus met workaday fishermen and saw disciples. He regarded people of questionable character and trusted that the Holy Spirit would transform them into faithful bearers of the good news. He encountered people whose bodies, minds, and spirits were overcome by illness or overrun by demons, and he refused to see them as anything less than human beings worthy of dignity and love. Jesus perceived their sacred and infinite potential. Because of this, everywhere he went, people were drawn to him, compelled by his merciful love and faithful compassion. 
And so the kingdom of God grows. God coaxes forests out of brittle seeds, and God's redeeming love releases God's children from suffering and isolation and recasts us as citizens of the kingdom of God. And when we keep our eyes peeled for signs and seeds of that kingdom, the humble beginnings to the great things our God will accomplish are everywhere, just waiting to be nurtured into maturity by the Holy Spirit. So here's a story of a small seed that bore great fruit. When I met with Sue to prepare for her baptism today, she told me about the first time she worshiped at First Congo several years ago. She'd come alone, and many of us recall how daunting it can be to venture into a new situation for the first time. A woman approached her in the pews, placed a hand on her shoulder, and encouraged her to come again. She remembered the woman's name, Sharon Bachman. Those of you who are newer members of our community of faith may not know Sharon. Her legacy is as towering as the trees whose shade we enjoy today. She planted countless seeds of kindness and hospitality during her many years as a member of Women's Society and director of our preschool. It would have made Sharon very happy indeed to know that her heartfelt invitation to return was accepted. Friends, we can do the same. We can do the same. But not alone, never alone. What happens is this. God takes our small and humble offerings and transforms them into pillars of God's kingdom. Seeds are small and vulnerable, and we have work to do to plant them. But at the end of the day, you and I don't make those seeds grow. At the end of the day, it is out of our hands. Even a warm embrace from our own Saint Sharon was but a seed, cultivated into flourishing by the power of the Holy Spirit. I began with a poem and will end with a poem. This one by the Kentucky farmer Wendell Berry. Whatever is foreseen in joy must be lived out from day to day. Vision held open in the dark by our 10,000 days of work. Harvest will fill the barn. For that, the hand must ache. The faith must sweat. And yet, no leaf or grain is filled by work of ours. The field is tilled and left to grace. That we may reap, great work is done while we're asleep. May it be so, friends. Amen.